from the pocket. Launching downfield, underthrown and intercepted. Keely Ringo has an escort down the sidelines. All the way to the end zone, and Georgia is going to conquer the Crimson Tide. Welcome to the TNT Podcast with your host, Tyler Layfield and Torres the Punisher Finney. Welcome back to another episode of the TNT Podcast. As always, it's your boy, Tyler Layfield, joined by my co-host, Torres Finney. Torres, how's it going, man? What's up, Tyler, man? Happy to be here once again. Let's do it, baby. Another week. Another good week in uh, college football. And, uh, man, this past weekend was a lot of really good games, few upsets. It was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I was able to, to catch a good bit. And, of course, you know, my eyes were on those two main SEC matchups, the Doubleheader that was on CBS. That was uh, that's where really where my attention was for the majority of the day. But I did try to keep tabs with the uh, the other games going on throughout the day. I was able to uh, touch base with a few of them, but maybe you can go into depth on uh, a couple of them here. So um, I guess we'll. I don't know. Is there any MMA stuff? I know I talked to Dad today. I went and saw him. He told me you know he was kind of excited about Derek Lewis. Uh, but he said that one ended up being a little bit of a snooze fest. So, uh, I don't know. Was there any real takeaways from last night's uh, fights? Um, I, I, um, I didn't watch too many of them. I only watched the main event. Um, my, my, one of my favorite fighters currently actually in the UFC is uh, Jolton Almeida. Um, phenomenal, man. He takes these guys down and he puts them out quick. I mean, he subs guys quick. He has like five first-round finishes in the UFC already. So, um, it, this was his sixth overall fight, and um, it went a little, a little bit differently than most people expected. Uh, he went in there, he took down Derek Lewis, and he got to mount, and didn't throw anything. It was one of the worst. Like, if, if anybody that uh, understands MMA, you know, when you get to mount, that's one of the most dominant positions. Then the next dominant position is belly down. That is the most dominant position, uh, belly down. This guy got to mount probably more than I've ever seen a fighter in history. And he didn't finish. Uh, it, it, it was because it, he, he wouldn't throw anything. He would yeah. just sit there. He was trying to force submissions and it wasn't working. And they would just like, just sit there and, and nothing would happen. It was, it was so weird. It was so weird, but you know, sometimes some guys got to learn on a job. So it was different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I, I wasn't able to really catch any of them, you know, where my mind was. Uh, so that's where I was. And then I went, I went to sleep, got me a little extra hour of uh, sleep here with this daylight saving. So uh, let's dive right on in, man. Missouri versus Georgia. Uh, it's the game, you know, one of the, one of the big ones that we were already looking at, whoever wins this one controls the East. Uh, and we knew the ramifications of it. My eyes were glued to this one the whole entire time, obviously. Obviously, for obvious reasons, and I'm a Georgia fan, but I feel like even if you're just a big college football fan, then you should have been kind of keeping tabs on this one. But um, you know, pretty good game we had here. It's not—I mean, going into the game, I know a lot of people are thinking whoever ends up winning this one will end up 
pulling away and winning by 10 plus. I know that that's at least what a lot of people I uh, kept up with have been saying, even my buddy that put me on Mizzou for this year, uh, Craig, he was saying, you know, he felt good. He felt good about his team's chances. Uh, we had texted before the, uh, before the game and he felt good. I said, I felt good. He's like, whoever wins this, I think is going to win by 10 or more. Uh, sure enough, it didn't end up that way. Georgia did come out uh, and win 30, 21. Uh, Carson Beck had yet another good game, 254 yards, uh, passing with two touchdowns, uh, had an, another um, nine yards rushing, nothing crazy on that. But uh, just an overall good display of, uh, of him passing once again um, offensively. You look at this team um, in that facet, we had a – he was spread the ball around. You got Ladd going. Ladd looked like a monster. Um, McConkey, uh, Ra Ra Thomas had a couple plays. Oscar Delp, Dominic Lovett had him a nice touchdown. Delp's, Delp's actually really stepped up while Brock has been gone, and that's something I've, I didn't quite expect to step up to that level. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's not like exactly what Brock is for us, but up to that point, he had just been making like little mental errors, and I don't know, it was getting a little, getting a little hard sometimes to kind of put up with him at times, but. He's, he's made some pretty good plays. Um, Marcus Roseman Jackson, he only had ended up having one catch, but obviously he does a lot um, in the blocking. Uh, defensively, did decent. It didn't feel – you know, somebody ended up pulling, bringing something up later on. I think it was on one of the boards I keep up with. But it felt like it wasn't that great of a defensive game for us. Like, it felt like we were giving up a ton of stuff and, you know, we were really letting Brady Cook just run all over us. and He was finding success. Um but when you look at it, uh, he, he was only 14 of 30 passing, 212 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. So he really didn't have a great game at all. His QBR, this was the worst uh, QBR he's had all season in a game. Um, so Georgia was able to play pretty good defense against him, it seems like. Um, really big thing here, though, was the trenches. I mean, I felt like we struggled in that facet. Um, Cody Schrader, to his credit, ran really great for them, uh, running back from Missouri. It was hard to stop him. He runs so hard. He reminds me a little bit, Torres, of um, Isaiah Pacheco, the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, not the biggest, not the strongest, I guess, out of them, but he just runs hard. I feel like he just runs behind his pads real hard, and um, he was giving us problems. Uh, Luther Burden, got to give us credit on that. We kept him pretty bottled up. Three three catches, 53 yards, a touchdown. But um, when we matched him up with Kamari Laster, Kamari Laster to put on the clamps. Uh, that's the first time I've seen him actually play um, – play like the nickel, you know, playing playing the slot, and he put on a show. Um, Julian Humphrey, shout out to him. He had a pretty good uh, day at the corner. Dalen Everett, dude, did you watch him those last couple – that last drive down the field for Missouri? I didn't get a chance to see that part, no. I was only able to see the highlights. Man, the game, I'm the game, so I was Man. trying to keep updates uh, on my phone. That's right. Me. You were at the game, uh, at the UTC game. Um, really what ended up happening, they were driving down the field – Missouri was. They were trying to stay in it. You know, they were they were down nine. Obviously, they wanted to get down the field, try to go for a touchdown. They would get to these points. They got to one point. It was a fourth. It was a fourth down, and um, they had to go for it. And the, the center snapped the ball before the QB was even ready. The QB just threw it up for up for lobs um, to Theo Weiss, who was guarded by Dalen Everett. Dalen Everett's just nowhere looking for the ball. He catches it. Literally the next uh, the next set of downs, the same thing happens. The center snaps it before the QB's ready. Does the same exact thing, just to lob, just to try to do something, and he catches it on again. It was it was pretty irritating. But the other uh, the other redshirt um, freshman, Julian Humphrey, had a good day. So we saw some people, you know, do some things. Uh, we'll get into it here in a minute when we talk about another team in our future, the future possible um, 
SEC championship game. But we did have our struggles on the um, in the trenches, and that's something that concerns me just a tad. I know Carson's been playing really good, but we can't let pressure get to him if we're going to be successful. He, they were getting pressure to him early, and it was really causing him to to make some make some mistakes, like not obviously throwing interceptions, but just errant throws, throws that weren't getting there on time. He was rushing them, that kind of thing. He was anticipating getting hit. But overall, good win, man. You can't complain when it's an SEC win, and especially when it gets a, when it's against the number twelve team in the nation. Uh, all credit to Missouri; they're actually a really good team. Who are they playing this weekend? They're playing. Uh, who was it? I was looking at. They're they are playing Tennessee. Tennessee. So that's at Missouri. We need them to win. We need them to win so we can just. It makes it that much easier for us to lock up the East, and um, if we can. Um, but that's a big one. Uh, out of your highlights, did you notice anything? Um, you know, from watching watching Georgia, I definitely saw a lot more, uh, a lot more, lot, the ball being spread out a lot more evenly. Um, obviously, I saw some really good things from Kendall Milton. I know he scored. How many times did he score yesterday? He scored twice. Uh, let's see here. He had he had one one um, score. One score. Okay. It was yeah, he ran pretty good. I mean, that this is one of the best yeah. games we. When he's healthy, he can actually run. It's just when he's healthy. That's the that's the key that's to right. it. Um, so from, from definitely from what I've seen, I mean, obviously only the big plays in, in that fashion, but, um, it looked like Georgia was playing really good and was allowing themselves to finally, you know, settle down. I tell, I told people this, the moment Brock Bowers got hurt, I said they will play their best football because they're no longer 100% dependent on one weapon on offense. Carson Beck will not be back there like, man, where's Brock Bowers? Let me force the ball to him. You know, it really reminded me so well about when he drove the ball down the field against Auburn. He targeted Brock Bowers five times on that final drive. Granted, they got him to the end zone and won the game, Yeah. but five times. Now, in these big games, once again, he's going to have another one this upcoming week. It allows for him to uh, to distribute the ball evenly and, be you know, be trust. Trust into his teammate, trust into his players, you know. I, now I don't see too much uh, Mike Bobo talk now, you know, because I think our offense is is settling in. You know, I think we're settling in. I, I'm, I'm still a little skeptical on our defense sometimes. I feel yeah. like we give up plays here and there, but we're being don't break defense. We're a defense that you know we can't. I can't necessarily compare it to the defense of old, but we're a defense that like okay, we'll give you a few pop plays here and there, but when it becomes crucial, we'll settle out. We'll settle down and we'll. We'll hunker down and get it done. Um, I, I, I like what Georgia's doing there, man. I like what they're bringing to the table. I like a lot of the things that uh, they're doing to stepping up in that in that regards, both offensively and defensively. I know, like, down the stretch. This is our down the stretch. We, I mean, we said it last week. These next three games, heck, you can throw Tech in there if you want to. It's going to really show, all right, who what we're made of. And, heck, if you want to actually think about it, I actually like the way our schedule has been formatted. You know, I ain't going to lie. Yeah, we've been given some little bit cupcake games early on, which is good. It allows you to figure out, okay, what's good, what's not good. I can make mistakes and still win by 40, 30 to 40 points. Okay, that's fine. Now we're playing three ranked teams back-to-back in a row. Now we're about to actually see, all right, how good are we, how good are we really? And I think Missouri is that good of a team, man. You got to remember, Missouri beat LSU by 10. Missouri uh, has pinned on everybody. I mean, heck, Kansas State was ranked. Kansas State, uh, Missouri beat Kansas State. Uh, Missouri, heck, they only got one loss, you know. So, but it, we have to tell you, they had two losses, right? They got two mm. losses. Missouri Kansas State two or Missouri. Now they had – this is their second loss. Oh, this is their second loss. Okay. Yes, yes. No, the first one was to LSU. 
Yeah, they only lost is to LSU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, Missouri has been right there amongst the best, and they played a really solid season. Um, I, I, I like I like you know the, the game we played, man. I'm glad that we won. We won decisively. You know, it was a little close here at the end, but we we got the job done. So I'm excited for what Georgia got going on in the future. I do think we're one of the top four teams in the country. Yeah, yeah, I feel that way too. Obviously, you know, um, there was some things that still have. I mean, we still haven't seen Mims come back. We still haven't seen Bowers. From everything I'm hearing, Torres, I think we might see Bowers back next week uh, against Ole Miss. I, I really am. Um, I, and be honest with you, I wouldn't want him back next week. I want him to get as healthy as possible. I, it it, it is. It is what it is. If he wants to, I'm not going to stop him. But um, but people are saying that they, he's already sprinting. He's already running around. He's already moving well. Uh, at the end of the day, it comes it comes down to him, I guess. If he wants to end up doing it, then shoot, maybe we end up letting him do it. If not, then I don't know. But Mims coming back will be huge. Trust got kind of beat out on a couple things yesterday, so it wasn't the best in the world, um, you know, uh, when, when that happened. But um, let's see here. I was trying to think of one more thing. Oh, yeah, and then with Julian Humphrey coming in, I think he's earned himself a, uh, a starting spot on um on defense for right now at least that's that's what i think and the other thing jamon dumas johnson one of our veteran linebackers he broke his forearm yesterday he had he had a fractured forearm so it will suck missing him i do think we can recover them um as far as talent level goes i don't i wouldn't say he's the most talented um you know linebacker we have but um you know you can't replace that kind of uh, veteran leadership uh, that he brought to the table so We'll we'll see how that kind of affects us. I think it won't really affect us so much um, in the near future. Going against uh, Ole Miss, it might affect us against Tennessee since they are more of a run team this year than a pass team. He was really a good run stopper, not very much some uh, coverage. Um, so we'll see how it affects us, but something to keep an eye on. All right, let's look at an upset that happened, uh, or the upset that about happened, better yet. Uh, Kansas State pushed uh, Texas to the brinks uh, this past week. Were you able to catch any of this? That's number 23, Kansas State, going into this number seven, Texas. Um, no, I was – That was another see. early one. But um, but Texas did have a start early. I mean, they started out hot early, yeah. man. Yeah, they I was did. like, man. About I thought it was game game. already. That's why I wasn't even watching. I was like, this is going to even be a game. I was about to say, oh, and then turnovers started to happen, and Kansas State got momentum. And boy, took the game to overtime. Obviously, Texas uh, kicked the field goal, you know, and play had played some really good defense in overtime. But man, um, Texas that this game here about threw out the entire Big Twelve out the uh, college football playoffs. Yeah, because uh, eventually we'll get to Oklahoma. But man, that about threw them all out. And you know, Texas is their last hope. Man, Texas is literally their last hope. And yeah. uh, it, it, it was it was it was tight, man. And all Texas Texas destiny is in their own hands. All you gotta do is win out, you know. And I think they got a very favorable schedule uh, yes, coming up. Uh, so, uh, do you know who that final two games are? Obviously, I know the third one. So I'm uh, pulling it up now. I remember we had looked at it, and you had been you'd already been highlighting this. You were like, if they could just get past Kansas State, the rest mm-hmm. of it is cake. It is TCU, Iowa State, and Texas Tech. All all three unranked teams. Uh, they yeah yeah they should handle business. They might have a they might have a little little rough time probably with maybe Iowa State. You know you know how yeah. that is. But besides that, I, I I don't I don't I just think everybody else they just run shop on. Um, I think yeah. they run shop on State too. So but but 
Texas got a very favorable schedule. They should run shop. Obviously, most people thought it would be Oklahoma. They'll be playing in the Big 12 championship. That might not be happening now. No. Um, de- depending on what happens in the Big 12 championship, I, I think who's right there? Oklahoma State? Is Oklahoma State right there? Uh, so right above now, the- let's take a look at Big 12. Big 12, I'll pull it up here and I'll read you this out. It is looking like the standings are Texas, Oklahoma State. Both of them are right there. They're both 5-1. and one. Mm-hmm. Then you got Kansas and Oklahoma and Kansas beat Oklahoma, correct? Yeah, Kansas did beat Oklahoma. So yeah. they have the tiebreaker right there, and uh, then it's Kent, uh, Kansas State. So yeah, West so, it, look, so State. it looked like uh, it's gonna be. It looked like it's gonna probably be Texas Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma State got one more tough game. I could be wrong. I think I, I think I saw they they had one more tough game, but entirely, I think Texas might have a very favorable schedule. You know, and look. If you're going to lose any game, I mean, look, they lost one of their big robbery games, literally on one of the last plays of the game. It came down to the final drive. So I don't necessarily think it hurts them in that regards. All you got to do is win out, win out. And yeah, you're in. they got one more tough game, like you said, and you can call it tough. You can call it whatever. But this team has pushed other teams to the brink, and that's UCF. This coming up week, they have um, Oklahoma State is going to UCF to play UCF. And UCF has, has put some scares on some folks. Then they got Houston and BYU. So that they should they should win those. Um, but as we've found out in the past, and you know, Big 12 teams last year, you know, it's shoot it, you know, they can they can drop them. Um, so yeah, let's take a look. And the reason we're going over this is just to kind of give us a little heads up on the uh, you know, the 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 picks we pick in a little bit, but Texas AM, Ole Miss. Um, looking at the box score here right now, um, Jackson Dart had 387 yards passing, two touchdowns. Judkins had ran for 102 yards and three touchdowns. So it looks like they they relied on the run game um, a good bit, even though Texas A&M has a pretty stout run defense. And then the receiving-wise, it all pretty much came from one guy, and that's Trey Harris. 11 catches, 213 yards, and a touchdown. So um, pretty good. This one did come down. To the wire, obviously, um, you know, only winning about three points. Um, and if AM is putting up 35 points on you, no offense to you, but that defense ain't too great because AM has looked pretty piss poor um, offensively this year, if I might say so myself. Uh, haven't really cared with for how what I've seen offensively from them. Um, but the main reason I'm looking at this because Ole Miss, they're playing a big game this weekend. We're going to be previewing that here in a little bit, but them versus Georgia. Um, so, you know, it's something to keep an eye on. If they're letting no, um, A&M score on them, I think we should be able to score on them. Now, defensively, uh, obviously, it looks like we're going to have to do something against Judkins because he runs pretty good, and Trey Harris. And I think Trey Harris might be getting the Kamari Lasseter treatment this week, if I had to say so myself. Haven't seen Kirby. So, Kirby, you know, it was something interesting. And I hate to take this Ole Miss and into this conversation, but just to digress a second here, we've only seen Kirby move a corner around and shadow Wide receivers one time. And can you guess that corner's name? It was very early here. Let's see if Torres – here's a trivia. Let's see Let's see who this was. What, what, was it there was Disney? one corner that, that we've had in, in Kirby's era here at UGA that right. he let go around and actually shadow. He would – like he would let that corner follow that man around the field. Normally he has a guy on the left and a guy on the right. This time he let this one guy do it. Can you name that All right. I think I know the player. I cannot think of his freaking name. He caught the pick in the national championship, right? Uh, was it him? No. no. This was guy didn't it? win the national championship. He won the Jim Thorpe Award, though. 
That's back in 2017. Oh, yeah, do we, we, we need a little? I, I, I know exactly. I can't think of his name though. I know you talking about DeAndre Baker. Baker. Yep. That's yeah. it. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let in. That was very early Kirby Smart era UGA, but we saw a little glimpse of that. They they game planned, and you know we haven't really seen we haven't seen it since then. But moving Kamari Lasseter and saying, hey, you're going to guard the slot because this is where Luther Burns is going to operate out of, that's the closest thing we've seen to shadowing since DeAndre Baker. Could we see that again with uh, Trey Harris this week? I don't know. We'll, we'll get into that, I guess, more here in a second. But is there any take? Go ahead. I said he's explosive, man. He can come over the yeah. team over the I mean, it, they're, they're, the Ole Miss got an offense, you know. Yeah. And he, he made like a sick one-handed catch, too, that was, that was real big this week. So, um. Did you notice anything? I don't, I don't know. You you may not have been able to tune in, but um, were you able to maybe catch any highlights, look at the stats of this one at all? Or did anything stick out to you in this one? Um, I was able to look at some of the stats. Um, I agree with you, man. Seeing Texas A&M score 35 points on Ole Miss uh, actually was a little bit more of like, okay, I feel like we're going to do something. Um, I'm Obviously, we'll get to the Ole Miss and uh, Georgia predictions eventually, but it, it gives me a lot more confidence. Um Ole Miss wasn't able to, you know, Ole Miss have been able to, has been able to score on every team they played except for one. Obviously, that was Alabama. And, um, you know, they was able to score at, real, at will almost on Texas A&M, man. It was a very high-scoring game. Obviously, it came down to the wire. Um, but I, I, I think uh, I, I like what they're doing. I, I like what Ole Miss is doing at there. So, um, it's going to be interesting, man. And, look, it's big. Can't wait to see the college football playoff rankings because, Heck, Ole Miss could be pushed up potentially, you know, with some of these upsets like Oklahoma being upset. So we yeah. could see Ole Miss pushed up even more. But, hey, the more Ole Miss win, the better it looks for us. So I like it. Yeah, them um, maybe, I don't know, would the committee do anything to Texas? Would they would they bump them down maybe a little bit? Would they um, – I guess we can get to that later on. But them maybe getting bumped down due to the struggle they have with Kansas State? I don't know. We'll, we'll see how they do with that. But like you said, there is some some movement that may happen. Kansas State was ranked number 23, though. They were. They were. I'm just saying you never know what they're going to do with these types of things. Uh, let's go with Notre Dame, Clemson. Notre Dame ends up getting upset by Clemson. Uh, 31-23, uh, big stats of the game. Hartman was only 13-30 of 30 with 146 yards, two picks. Klubnik was 13 to 26 for 199 yards and a touchdown. So nothing crazy from him. The real, I guess, uh, winner here was Phil Maffa, 36 carries, some Derrick Henry sounding stuff right there. 36 carries for 186 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, oh, he was the main guy of the day. Really, no receivers played a big part in this. Looks like this was just ground and pound and defensive control type game here. Um, even though there was some points put up. Um, Big win for Clemson here, especially coming off of the the rant by Dabo this past week uh, to the to the radio caller. Did you see that the guy that called in and asked uh, Dabo why he was getting paid so much or whatever? I, I did not see that video. No, yeah, I but, heard oh, man, you're about to look that up. You got to look that up. He just went off. You you got to go look that thing up. But he he went off. He was like, man, everybody's disrespecting now. He's like, after all I've done, he goes, I have nothing to prove to you. I've done this. I've come into Clemson. Yada, yada, yada. He just went on a whole list of everything he's done and how, you know, he feels accomplished regardless of what this dude's saying. Um, but this is, is a big wrong? win. Is he wrong? Talking about uh, the caller? I'm talking about is uh, Davo. Yeah. Is Davo wrong? 
I mean, no, he's not. No, he's accomplished a lot. I mean, before before he got there, Clemson was not much of a thing. So I'm about to say it wasn't. You know, I, I'm I'm liking what Dabo has done for Clemson. Obviously, these past this is the this, that's my problem with fans. I granted, I understand that's the world we live in. What have you done for me now? But don't don't get yeah. the actors stupid. You know, like that makes me mad. Like with like for instance, like yeah, I know you can't you can't live on that. But I don't like when I see New England fans. You know. Man, I think they need to fire Bill Belichick. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Where were where this talk for the past 22 years? You know, like, you know, like, I don't want to hear that. Don't, people talking about Dabo need to leave. Like, I don't, I don't want to hear that. Like, dude, he has done really well. Clemson have always been up there amongst the top of the best. Like, okay, a few losing seasons here and there. Heck, look, if, if Alabama don't make it to the playoff this year, oh, Saban, it's it about time him be up. No, no, it's not. You know, mm-hmm. he, look. Time, you're going to have your eras. You're going to have your eras. You're going to have your time. You're not going to always be at the top every year. You're not going to always be in the final running every year. And I think what Clemson has done so far has been really good. Heck, they just got a huge ranked win at home against Notre Dame. Give props to the man. You know, give props to Dallas. So I, I don't like I don't like that, uh, that short-term memory sometimes for the fans. You know, yeah. the players should be the one that have short-term memories. The coaches should be the one that have short-term memories. But the fans, they should not. They should not act that way. No, you're right. You were right about that. Um, so any any big takeaways on this game? Uh, no, not really. I really didn't get a chance to see it. Yeah, I didn't pay too much attention to it. I ain't going to lie. It, when I see Clemson, I'm not really watching most of the time <laughs> here lately. <laughs> um, not trying to be rude, but uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, could this be the last time we see this matchup? Bedlam. It kind of sucks, man. With everything, the, the way conference alignment has gone, we may not see this game again, and that kind of does suck. Year um, it should be the automatic. It should it should be, like it the, should be this. This should stay, but God only knows if they're going to end up keeping it or not. Um, but people are saying this is probably the last one. No way, that's just like Georgia and Georgia Tech. How could you stop that game? That game it should be automatic every year. Yeah, it but, should be. I mean, but I mean, you're right. It's possible. But we'll it, see. It's automatic. I think they said that toward the end of the game they started playing. Um, what songs did they start playing? This is the end or something. Uh, Happy Trails to You and um, We Are Never Getting Back Together, the Taylor Swift song. They said that. So uh, maybe it was a little hint of, of some stuff popping off, um, but God only knows. We'll see. Um, obviously, Oklahoma State coming in, pulling off the upstate. Oklahoma, um, you know, this was this. Is this the second week in a row they, they've been upset? Uh, yes. They lost yeah. to Kansas. Lost Oklahoma State, yes. Yeah, man. Um, quite a fall from grace. You know, riding high from the Texas win and then dropping two in a row. Um, surely this drops you out of uh, college football playoff play, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. They, yeah. They're official. Yeah, there's, there's no way they can come back from this. They can win out all they want. Um, they have to hope for some uh, some other teams to drop some games for them to get in the championship. Um, and, heck, they have to hope Kansas – Lose and don't win anymore. They got a whole Oklahoma State has to, Oklahoma State have to lose two for them to get in. So um, I, I just don't uh, think Oklahoma has really a shot. Oklahoma's just had their best chance, man. You know when they played Texas, you would think that would have been the game for them. Uh, everybody was predicting an Oklahoma Texas rematch, Red River, Red River um, robbery in the Big Twelve Championship for the final time. Nope, we will not be getting that. So. Uh, It'll, it'll be interesting, man, but I think uh, Oklahoma is done. I will say this. 
I do agree on the fact that they were screwed at the end of the game. Um, that deep ball that was thrown, wide receiver to the uh, uh, right side of the end zone. The man literally tackled him. He was tackled mm. straight out of the end zone, and they did not throw a flag. I think that was a horrible call. Obviously, it changed the complexion of the game. It was in the fourth quarter. Um, I think it was the second to last drive. It was really bad. Um, and, you know, the final score was 27-24. They could have went and scored a touchdown on that drive. So, you know, they had to point. That that was – have you seen it? Looking at uh, it right now, he was dragged it, out of bounds. It, it was awful, man. That's a really bad call, man. That was a really bad call. They called uh, – wow. they just – referee didn't throw the flag. So, you know, looking at instances like that, I feel like, you know, Oklahoma, a lot of people were mad. Oklahoma got screwed. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of things that led up to that. You can't depend – ever depend on a uh, game on one call. But that was a huge call, and I think Oklahoma got screwed there. But, man, props to Oklahoma State. Looks like they went out. We just talked about them earlier. It could be potentially in the Big 12 championship against Texas. So this is huge. Yeah. Yeah. That Who's Oklahoma State's only loss, if you don't mind. The that. losses, that's what, that's exactly what I was looking at, man. They had some some really kind of wild losses um to start this year. Uh they lost they- to South Alabama 33-7 in the third game of the year. And Iowa State 34-27 for the fourth game of the year. So it's been quite the bounce back for Oklahoma God, they- State. Oh, it's good. Good bounce back. Yeah, good bounce back. About them potentially having a chance themselves, but they ain't got a shot. No, that one ain't going to happen. Um, but you know that it's it's a really good bounce back for them. At least they're kind of you know doing some stuff, shaking some stuff up. Um, mm-hmm. So last game we'll look at here: Washington's uh, Washington versus USC. Actually, not last game because we got one more. We got we got to touch on Bama and LSU. Uh, but Washington versus USC, um, another big loss by Lincoln. Riley, we talked about this in the group chat. They lost 52-42. Again, once again, the defense, absolutely not even a thing. Uh, Washington, let's see what the numbers were for Penix on this one. So, Penix ended up having 22 for 30, 256 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception. They really did great rushing the ball, though. 26 carries for 256 yards and four touchdowns by Dylan Johnson. And if I'm not mistaken – this dude, let me let me look because I remember they lost a running back right before the season started that was supposed to be their big guy. Like he was supposed to be the main dude for them. Um let's see. I can't even remember. I'll have to look later on. But they I know they had a guy that that he got injured before the season started. He was supposed to be their main dude, and now they have to rely on the backup. I'm wondering if this is that dude coming back or if um, you know, this is the guy that's really had to step up for them. But man, just giving up pretty much 10 yards a carry uh, in the Pac-12. And, you know, we talked about it in the group chat with Jackson and Kobe, man. But this is a team that, uh, you know, they've they went out and they, they've actually gotten some talent on the defensive side. You know, they went and got Bear Alexander from Georgia. They went and, they, you know, they, they pulled some talent on the defensive side of the ball. You know, maybe it's not the top-end talent, but they've been able to bring in some stars. And it's the same old, same old Lincoln-Riley teams. No defense, all offense. And now there's rumors of him possibly uh, dipping to the NFL. Uh, takeaways here, man. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I saw that video of uh, Caleb Williams, you know, going to the stands, you know, with his family crying. You know, obviously I'm very emotional and passionate mm-hmm. about the game. But, dude, these guys are literally pinned up nearly 40 to 50 points a game. 
And these son of a guns are losing because they can't stop nobody from scoring. It yeah. is absolutely awful. You know, when I saw the off the defensive coordinator get fired today, he actually should have been fired four games ago. He should have been fired earlier this season. Like USC is not doing any heck, bro. They can't stop. They literally can't couldn't stop anybody, bro. Like, I can't look at a game where I'm like, oh man. Like, if UFC wins, they who did they who did they just play that was a really bad team? And they locked, they won a game 50 to 49. Was that California? Let's see here. They, they I think it may have been, yes, 50 49 against Cal. 50 to 49 to California. You let California score 49 points. 52, 49, 34, 48, 41, 41, 28, 10, 14, and 28. So, as you can see, as the year has gone along, uh, yeah. Who that 10 points against? The 10 points that was against, like, let's see, that was against Stanford. Um, Stanford was 10, Nevada was 14, San Jose State was 28, Arizona State 28. But then you had Colorado 41, Arizona 41, Notre Dame 48, Utah 34. Uh, Then you got uh, Cal uh, 49, and now Washington 52. Yeah, and and it's probably not gonna. I mean, it's probably gonna get a tad bit better, but it ain't gonna get that much better. USC has no defense. Um, I did remember something Kobe said. You know, obviously that's a common denominator. Anywhere Lincoln yeah. Riley went, regardless of how good his offense, regardless of how many Heisman he has had, he has had really bad defense. Everywhere he's a head coach at, and you're right. The, the writing is on the wall for him to go to the NFL. Let me just worry about offense where y'all got a whole coaching staff to just worry about defense. He said, I can get paid almost the same or if not better, you know, probably that's been offensive coordinator, you know. Now, I know you talked about how good his contract is at, at USC. Yeah. So, well, he got all these. He got like a house and all sorts of stuff in the deal. Like it was something crazy. So, I mean, yeah, that is, it could be far-fetched, but I'm not – I'm not – I'm not – I wouldn't be 100% against it. I could see it's 50-50. Um, I could definitely see Lincoln Riley potentially leaving. Um, Washington, man, hey, the writing's on the wall for them boys. Uh, yeah. They have played so many really good ranked teams. They've showed up in game after game after game. I will say that one of their lackluster games, I think it was against Arizona State when they won like 15-7. to 7. They had a little bit of a struggle, but they still got the job done. Um, they still got a – I think they got one more or two more ranked teams left, but after that, then they got Oregon in the Pac-12 championship basically, and I think that's going to be a really good game, so – uh, yeah, I, I I really like the matchup, man. I can't I can't wait. I'm I'm excited to see a rematch between Washington and Oregon. Yeah. If it- all right, uh, last one LSU versus Alabama. Uh, this one was just a back and forth. By the end of the first half, it was tied. Uh, both quarterbacks. It looked like we're going to rush for 200 yards. I think. Let's look at the last. I do want to. Haven't been able to take a deep dive at the stats yet, but yeah, Jaden Daniels, 163 yards rushing. Jalen Mil- Milrow, 155 yards rushing. It was just like a scramble fest uh, between these two. Um, but ultimately, Bama got the turnover. Um, and, you know, they didn't – LSU did not. So, let's see here. They – trying to look at interceptions-wise. Yes, yeah, so one interception um, by, by Bama. LSU did not have an interception. So, 
Um, they got the turnover. They were able to just pretty much impose their will toward the end of that game and just close it out. Um, good win for for Alabama. Uh, LSU's defense once again just um, it just ain't it, man. I, I don't know, man. I thought it was going to be better this year. That's another thing that they just let down a lot of people on is, is the defense. They have been absolutely absolutely atrocious in that facet. Offense is offense is offense, man. They can do great in that, um, but. Defense, absolutely nothing. Alabama, good win by them at home. Um, it looks like they're going to close this one out. I mean, all they got left is Kentucky, UTC, Auburn. They're going to make the SEC championship game out of the out of the West. Hopefully, it'll be Georgia coming out of the East. And uh, that's really all I have to say there. Um, I will say this: I I think I'd rather play Bama than LSU, though. If I'm if I'm Georgia, I don't want to get in a shootout if I'm Georgia. I'd, I'd rather not have that. And I think that's what it would be if it's LSU. With Bam, I feel like we can have at least I think we can I think we can get stops on them. Now Jaden Daniels, dude, not saying that he's leaps and bounds above Jalen Milro, but just the I don't know, I was I was with my father in law. He's a big Bama fan. He's uh, he's like Milro is fast, but Jaden Daniels is just smooth the way he runs. Like he's just smooth with how he he runs the ball. Uh, he passes the ball better, obviously. Milro does connect from time to time and he does when he does, it's big. Um, but those wide receivers for LSU are absolutely nuts, and they actually have a couple running backs. I'm, um, you know, that can make you, you know, at least respect them. Um, I'm not really worried. I'm not trying to give them bulletin board material or get anybody riled up by any means. But I'm not exactly afraid of any of Alabama's wide receivers. If I'm being totally honest, I mean, do I do I respect them to a certain degree? Yeah. I mean, Bond has been decent. Uh, Burton can have his games. Um, that's about all I really know outside of that. I'm not really afraid of – I mean, McClellan's pretty decent. I'm not afraid of Jan Miller or Roydell Williams. Milrow, I'm afraid of his legs. And, yes, Georgia has been prone to giving up, uh, you know, rush yards to the quarterback. So, yeah, that does – you know, that is something we have to worry about. But I think we can do enough if we do face them. So, I, I feel good about it. Uh, what about you here? Um. So, regarding the game in itself, I mean yeah. – it went by how I expected up until the end. Um, the the guy that made the mistake is actually uh, Jaden Daniels, which I actually thought Milro was going to do. I thought yeah. Milro was going to actually eventually make a mistake on some accord, and he never made that mistake. And I think he had yeah, one did. of his most games overall. Um, that was one game I was able to watch from start to end. Um, now, to your point about LSU, you know, which one we – I'm not gonna lie to you. I was on the game with Tanner, and I was talking, and I was like, "I mean, if I if I could if I could pick any of them, I, I mean, I would pick Ole Miss, but I just don't think that you know that's not really a an option." Oh, well, Ole Miss, but I'm not gonna lie to you. I actually said I would rather play LSU. Uh, oh, really? My reason, okay. I, my reasoning is because of a guy like Jaden Daniels, because of how much offense they have, they are bound to make a mistake with that many weapons. They are bound to make a mistake because of forcing the ball. Yes, he has legs. I know people keep talking about like, oh man, you know, Jaden Daniels can scramble and we struggle against scrambling quarterbacks. Well, we're going to struggle against I'll I, be honest with you. I, I think Alabama is the team to beat us. I think we're going to struggle with a quarterback that can make better decisions. From me watching, because I've watched a good bit of Alabama games this year, along with Georgia, but I've watched a good bit of Jalen Miro, and I do see the improvement. I like him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call him a better quarterback than Jaden Daniels, though. Um, I wouldn't say a better quarterback, but I'd say a better decision-maker. Um, I, I, I don't think see Jaylen, that. I don't ooh, think Bama fans will tell you that. 
I don't. I mean, that's just. I mean, you can't base it off of one game, man. I'm and Jaden Daniels' pick, and Jaden Daniels' pick, bro, was was a tip. batted ball. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It like, it's tip. not really a bad decision on his part. It was tip. No, but uh, again, Jalen Monroe didn't make a mistake at all against all right. his defense. Let me bring it to look, you this way. Let me bring well, it to you this way. Let's look at the last two games. What? Wait, hold on. Let me let me ask, let me pose this question for you real quick. All right. What game last year brought us down to the wire? That gave us the biggest scare we've had the whole freaking year long. What was what was the hardest team we faced, Torres? That we knew was going to be hard, and that not in the regular season. It was in the postseason. Who was it? Ohio, Ohio State. Ohio State. If I'm looking at either of those, and which one of those is mostly like Ohio State, it's LSU, man. They still got a good offensive line. They got a great quarterback. Or running backs can be decent. They have the Marvin Harrison Jr. type guy with elite neighbors. Come on, bro. Do do, do we Come uh on, do we forget that uh? I actually thought Ohio State had a solid defense. So, I don't know about that one. You know, I actually made a Yeah, they have a better defense than LSU, yeah. That, that, that was much. the point. Like, LSU, see, that's the thing. LSU has no deep. See, I'm that confident in Georgia's offense. How the heck LSU is going to stop us? You know, we're talking about a scoring fest. I like our chances to go against LSU in a scoring fest. Because, heck, I mean – I think our defense will eventually get a turnover, eventually get a few stops to make that stop. And basically what Alabama did at LSU is exactly what I think Georgia would have done at LSU. It would have been a high school game early, and then eventually we would have got later stop. With Alabama, that that concerns me. I'm going to be honest with you. Because if Miro gets in a rhythm and we can't get stops, especially early where we struggle to start a game and they start getting out on the lead, and they start really moving that ball to get in a rhythm. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm look. It early in the season. If you would have told me that Alabama, yeah, I would love to play that early in the season, Alabama. Who but else now, gets off the slow starts besides Georgia? Alabama. Don't tell me Alabama. They they, they do. Huh? Kobe will tell you that. The last Kobe, two games. Kobe literally said. It, Kobe literally said it this past this past week. He's like, I hate. Or it was Kyle Skinner. It may have been one of those two. These they're like we always get off to a slow start. That's what that's what they said. The last two games they started out pretty well. Like I don't wait I don't, Tennessee. I don't they started off pretty well. That was Tennessee before they played LSU. It was a bye I don't week. Know. Right? Let me look. Yeah, they had a bye week, but I mean, not really counting that, man. Uh, let's see here. The last two games it was LSU and it was Tennessee. They got off to a hot start against Tennessee. You're telling me that. No, they did actually start slow. No, they started off very slow in that game. Very slow. And then LSU, I mean, technically they didn't start off. I mean, it, it was a back-and-forth affair, but, I mean, yeah, the first one to strike was LSU on, like, a bomb. I, who, I mean, yeah, but that's that's not technically I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to count that. I mean, if, but, if but technically if we're counting that, you know, we're counting it just like, you know, Missouri going up on Georgia by, you know, that first shot to Luther Burden. No, when you score 28 points in the first half, that's not starting slow. All right, they play Arkansas the week before, correct? Yeah, let's look at that. They hold on, I'll tell you the quarters. They it was six to seven at the end of the first quarter, Alabama in that one. Okay. It's not exactly a fast start. Uh let's see here. Let's go to look at how many possessions happened in that first quarter. Let's say this. You ready to know that? You, you want to know the score at the end of the first quarter in uh AM Alabama? That was early in the season. I'm talking about now. I this was literally just a few games ago, bro. Like I'm, I'm looking at the last five games. Last five games. Arkansas. Or hang on, hold on. That was a little farther back. Hold on. 
Let's look at no that one. A and M was just uh, three games ago. So, so you they look played, at they Arkansas. They played A and M, then Arkansas, correct? A and M, then Arkansas, then Tennessee, then LSU. Okay, so I mean, it hasn't I, been the quickest things. That that was three to three at the end of the first quarter there. Oh, for definitely for A and M. But then go back and look at Arkansas. Look at Arkansas how they seven started. six. Okay, at the end of the, at the end of halftime, what was it? At what the end of the half, it was twenty one six. Exactly. That's I mean that's that's starting out. That's that's what I'm talking about. Like they got going. It was okay. in the rhythm. Not first quarter to game. me. First quarter to me is like you know where you kind of start off hot. But I get what you're saying. I mean, yeah, you can say that. But saying. when you're still when you're dropping twenty eight point the first half, that's because Georgia. Look, last what last game we only had ten. We only had really ten third half. third quarter. I guess start. is when Georgia really starts to wake up. Exactly. Georgia start waking up in the third. Now, granted, what Alabama has done in the second half, like against LSU, they didn't let, they just let LSU score a single point. You know, like yeah. that defense getting going in that second half. I don't know, man. Maybe maybe just me, but I'm not as confident uh, going into the Alabama game this late. I have to see how we play against Ole Miss. I would like to see how we play against Tennessee. If we Tennessee, Tennessee, those- a bit, Tennessee will be a better indicator for you than Ole Miss will. Okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah, my opinion. In my opinion, Ole Miss. I don't know. We'll see. We'll we'll get. We'll see how you feel about that here in a second. So let let's get into the week eleven predictions. So here we go, Torres. You know how we do it. All right. So here we go. First game we got is the big noon game, uh, Big Ten noon game. We got here. We've got. Hold on. I'm. I'll shut up a week ahead than I was supposed to. Number three, Michigan at nine and zero, traveling to Penn State. Number eleven, Penn State at eight and one. Michigan is a five-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. And I'll tell you right now, I'm going to take them to cover all five-and-a-half of those points. I'm not a Penn State believer, even though I know that Penn State um, is eight and one. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid that Jackson and Kobe are and telling me how great Drew Alar is or whatever the guy's name is, the quarterback's for him. I know they have some talent on that team, uh, but I don't think Michigan comes into this game sleeping. Um I think Michigan's actually a pretty decent team, regardless of all the extracurriculars going on with that program right now, which is pretty crazy to look into, by the way, if you haven't been paying attention. Um, But I think Michigan comes in and handles business. Penn State's just not one of those programs I trust. We talked about it. You and I, with Kobe and Jackson, them and Notre Dame are like the frauds of the college football to me. Like every, you know, every year we, you know, we hear about this pedigree they got and, everything like that, but then it ends up being something that um, ends up not not playing out too well. You know, they don't end up sticking up um, and, and standing to their ranking like people put them at. So I'll take Michigan to cover those five and a half. I'll take them to win that game outright. What do you say? Um, I'll take Michigan as well. I'm, uh, I'm going to actually go on the other end. I'm going to say the game is close. Okay. Um, I think Penn State keeps this game close. I do think Michigan – um, is, is a better team, but I do think Penn State keeps this game close. I was a little bit surprised at how well they was able to keep the game close with uh, Ohio State. Um, but I do think Michigan is a much better team, and I'm going to uh, go with my uh, – I, I, I like Michigan in this one. I'm going to be honest with you, the way Ohio State has looked, I am going with Michigan to go ahead and win out that Big Ten, to be honest with you. I think they – as crazy as it sounds, never thought I'd say this, but I think Michigan is about to beat these boys three years in a row. It could happen. It very well could happen. Um, let's shoot it over. I mean, I, I don't think we have to touch on some of these. Like I'm looking at Alabama, Kentucky, 
No, I don't yeah. think that's worth even talking about. Texas Tech, Kansas, I'm not, you know, Tulsa, Tulane, Baylor, Kansas State. But now we're looking at – this is one I want to bring up just to see where we're at. Miami, unranked 6-3 and three Miami. The same Miami that got beat by Georgia Tech in the closing seconds of their game. Going against number four, Florida State, undefeated at 9-0 and in Tallahassee. Um, Florida State are 15-point favorites in this Ooh. game. And I don't Ooh. think they're that good. I like Florida State. I don't think they're 15-point good against Miami. I think Miami makes this game close. I, I wouldn't take Miami to win it outright. But I will gladly take Miami with 15 points. I'll tell you that much. And I don't I don't care how crappy. I mean, let's let's look at how Miami's been playing. Let's see here. Crystal Ball obviously hasn't been the season he want, he's wanted it to be. Uh they are coming off of a pretty bad loss against NC State that I did not notice. They lost to NC State 20 to 6. Um, so that was pretty ugly. Tyler Van Dyke, 173 yards passing with three interceptions. It was pretty ugly, man. Do they have injuries? That's the only way that 15 points. Van Dyke is playing. Jacoby George was playing. Xavier Restrepo was playing. I, I don't uh, know the the guy. I mean, I'll have to look into this, but I don't. I don't, I don't know, man. Game. Losing 20 to 6 to North Carolina State is rough. Then you go Pretty on bad. the road to Bobby uh <laughs> to to the stadium, Florida State Stadium. Uh Bobby Downs, the dude. Uh-uh. Not a chance. I ain't going to lie to you. At first, I was like, okay. But then you say that, yeah. you got me thinking. I might have to take FSU and the points uh, because cover those. I think they lost no North Carolina State, no 20 to 6. I don't I don't see. Ooh. Ooh. Woo. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go with Miami with the points. I'll take Miami with 15 points. I'm going to go FSU uh, to cover. If it was less than 14, I probably wouldn't take it. 15, I will. I'll take them. I think they. I think you have to show up for this game if you're Mario Cristobal. You have to get these boys somehow, some way. I would I say mean, this. This is one you got to watch for Florida State. I think this is. They they've steadily been having these games where, and Keon Coleman didn't play this past week against Pitt. If he don't play, this this could be something to watch, man. Mm. They will get up. To, I, I think. I think you. They need to be on upset watch. I really do. I think they need to be on upset watch. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this. You brought it up last show, potentially about Louisville. Now, Louisville, what did they rank? They were ranked like number 13, 14? Uh, Uh, At that time or now? Now. Let's see here. At Right now, uh, and this is just the AP poll, Louisville is number 11 in the AP poll. They're number 11. Yeah. Okay, so a Louisville team that wins out, one loss – ACC champ potentially. We'll get to it eventually, but um, at, at first I was like Louisville, no, not a chance. But a Louisville team that can win out and then play an undefeated FSU team, man, that could uh, play some. It could, it could be something. Yeah, it could it be could something. Be. Um. So yeah, I, I t- I'll take them with the points there. I'll take Miami with the points. All right. So here's the next one. All right, we got – let's see here. Hold on, I'm going to give you the rankings where we got them right now. We got number 18, Utah at 7-2, traveling to Washington. That's number five, Washington at 9-0. Washington is a nine-point favorite here. 
Utah's last game. Let's look at their last game here, just to just to be cautious. They won fifty-five to three against Arizona, and the game before that, they lost thirty-five to six against Oregon. They still, I'm pretty sure, they still don't have the freaking uh, quarterback back for them. Cam Cameron Rising. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to take Washington here. I, I got to play it safe. Part of me wants to take Utah with the points, um, just because of their their defensive attributes. They are at home. Washington is it's it's a nine. Washington favored by nine. I'll take I'll take Washington to cover the nine points. They're me at too. home. They're at home. But yeah, man, Washington got the offense to do it, man. Uh, Utah Utah do got a solid defense, but. You know, I ain't gonna lie to you. After seeing what Oregon did to Utah, and I think Washington, I do think I'm gonna be honest with you now. You might, I know Washington beat them, but I still do believe Oregon is the better team. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, I do. I but, think a lot of people feel that way. I do think Washington can um, simulate a little bit what they did. I don't think Washington gonna have the defense. I do. I do think Utah puts up a few more points than what they did against Oregon, but I do think Washington still cover and uh, put up a, a few more points than what Oregon possibly did. Yeah. All right, that'll lead us to Tennessee traveling to Missouri. Missouri coming off the loss to Georgia. Both teams are 7-2. and two. Um, Obviously, right now, Tennessee is 17. Missouri is 12. Um, we'll see what the college football playoff rankings put them at um, here. That's going to be a 330 game on CBS. Tennessee is a one-point favorite. as an, They are an away favorite in this one, and I think that's a big mistake. Um, Missouri coming off this loss to Georgia. There's there's two ways you can go about this. It's, it's either going to be a team defeated that they now their college football playoff hopes are crushed, SEC championship game hopes are crushed, and is this season worth anything? Or it's going to be a, you know, let's rally behind this. Let's finish this thing off as strong as we started it. Let's 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 do good with what we have left. Um, it all depends on how they come out motivated and uh, if the coach coaching staff can get them to do that. Uh, Tennessee on the road, though, at Missouri. Tennessee is a run-heavy team this year. They're not so much a great passing team. Missouri showed that they can win in the trenches, and I think if you can win in the trenches against Georgia, you can definitely win in the trenches against Tennessee. I'll take Missouri to win outright. I'll take them with the point. I don't really care. I don't think this game is as close as as this line is being made out to be. Now, Tennessee, I guess the one thing they have going for them here is – because let's see, their two losses are to Florida and who was the other one? Can you remember? Alabama. 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 So that's two SEC losses. Yeah, I, I still don't see it. Like, honestly, if Ole Miss and Georgia played before them and they were keeping track of it and they were like, okay, you know, if Georgia loses this, we really, really, really need to come out and try it. Like, it would give them that extra fire to try. You know what I'm saying? Because if they, if they potentially came out – won this game and Georgia lost to Ole Miss and then they beat Georgia at Neyland, all of a sudden I all of a sudden I think that that spark would be going on. But I now that you don't know, I don't know if that fire is going to be there. I'll take Missouri to win it, man. I just feel, I feel good about them. I've I've liked them. You know I've liked them since this year has been yeah. going. I'll take Missouri to win this one. Go ahead. I mean Missouri's haven't been having one of the hottest seasons, you know, out of anybody out of SEC East, you know, along from Georgia, obviously. Yeah. But, um. I, I think they keep that number two mantle. I think they uh, they staple it, actually. I think they staple it with this game and solidify that they're the second-best team in SEC East for this season. Um, I do I do think they beat Tennessee, and I do think they handle them uh, 
I don't want to say decisively. I think there's there's holes that Tennessee can exploit, but I do think Missouri will still be able to uh, find a way and get a, get the job done. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, I think they'll win that one. All right, two more games here. We got USC versus Oregon. Okay, and let's see here. That is uh, no longer ranked USC. Uh, I mean, they were ranked at that time. I mean, hold on. I thought they dropped out. Well, we got to see what happened in the college football playoff. They could potentially. That's right. But according to the AP, they're not ranked. As understand as they should be. Actually, hang on. Yeah, yeah. I've been reading off the wrong rankings, but the AP, yeah, they're no longer ranked. Um, and that's going against. Let's see here. They're going against Oregon, and let's see what Oregon's ranked at in the AP right now. Because AP can tell you a little bit. AP, they have them at six. So yeah. number six, Oregon uh, hosting unranked USC. USC actually firing uh, their defensive coordinator today, Grinch. Um, Not right ahead. now. Yeah, let's 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 look at this. Let's look at the freaking spread. That's what I want to see here. It's not it's not going to help them, man. Oregon's going to win this. Yeah, game. it's Oregon's fourteen and a half point favorites. I think they run away with it. I think it's way. What do they are? What what are they? Fourteen and a half. Oh, 14 I'll still take them to cover that. USC can still score. I think USC can score on any team. Uh, don't get me wrong. I do. I do think USC can score on any team. But they can't stop nobody, and I think Oregon got a good enough defense to keep Caleb Williams a little bit contained. Um, so I, I, I'm taking Oregon, and I'd say give me Oregon and the points. I think, yeah, about to say I think Landon wants to kill them, and I think they will kill them. <laughs> so uh, they smell blood in the water. I think he'll motivate them, boys. I like Landing. I like Oregon. They're they're one of those other teams I, I kind of root for. All right, lastly, Ole Miss versus UGA, and right now as it stands. Ole Miss in the AP is number 10. Georgia's number one. Obviously, we know that's not that way. It's not the case in the college football playoff rankings. Um, Georgia's an 11-and-a-half-point favorite at home, 7 o'clock on ESPN. Take us away here, Torres. I'll let you start this one off. Let's see what you got here. Um, You know, I got I got, I got Georgia. Um, I, I think they uh, come out. I do think this game will be close. Pretty early. I can see this game being close going into the fourth quarter. Um, I, I'm not going to sleep on Ole Miss. Um, but what I will say is this is, these are those type of games. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't say that I didn't think Georgia stepped up against Missouri. Don't say don't think that because I do believe Georgia stepped up against Missouri. I think they played a really good game overall. But these are one of these games. Very similar to what you saw against Kentucky. Now, I don't think Ole Miss is obviously on the level of Kentucky, but I do think UGA stepped their game up, and I do think, quote me on this, I could be completely left south, but I think this might be one of the best games Carson Beck plays overall as a quarterback. I think this is one of those type of days, and um, give me UGA in the cover. Um, I I actually think they handle business in this one. I really do. And I think we take – I don't care about no one spot because it doesn't matter as long as we went out but I think we take the number one spot after our performance in this game. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking, obviously, like you, I think Carson Beck can come out and sling it on this Ole Miss defense. I don't really respect that Ole Miss defense at all. I think we'll be able to put up points, and I think we'll be able to come up with stops when we need to. I think we we end up uh, covering against them. I think we cover the the points, 11.5 points. I I think this will be a statement game. It's It's a night game in Athens. Seven o'clock on ESPN. Um, 
Yeah, I like this thing. We could see Bowers back. That'll amp it up even more. We could see Mims back. That'll amp it up even more. Uh, these young bucks getting some run. I think this will make this this game right here will help us out. It'll make us better in the long run too. I think we'll learn some things in this about um, you know defending the pass, with especially with these young guys getting more reps. And um, I think this will be a good win for us. And I don't know. We'll see if we end up bumping to number one. I think yeah. You know what? If they win the way in the fashion that I think they do, I think you could be right then that they jump that they jump to number one. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's going to be a good game for us. I'll predict that. Um, I like where your head's at on that one as well. All right, so last thing we're going to do here, see if the uh, college football playoff predictions for this Tuesday. So coming up Tuesday, uh, we saw what happened last week um, in the college football playoff rankings. Uh, it was one, one Ohio State, two um, Georgia, three Michigan, four Florida State, five Washington, six Oregon. Do you see any change in that order? No, I do not. I don't think anybody done anything to make themselves go up. To be honest, which I went, I went impressed by Ohio State win over Rutgers. Yeah. Um, you know, they struggled a hot, a good bit in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, they just moved them down to number two. But if not, then it stays the same. Um, I know some people think Alabama could get a push. But with Texas being right there, man, I just don't think until Texas, unless Texas loses another game, there should be no God-given way that Texas ever gets jumped by Alabama. I don't even care if they beat Georgia in the SEC championship game because Texas has done what they have needed to do, and I just don't think they should ever be jumped if they never lose. So. Yeah. Um, and they're winning with a backup quarterback right now. That's that's needed to be said. I mean, they're, they're winning with the guy that, you know, that, that's, that's not their main man, obviously. We know who the main guy is with Quinn Ewers, but they're winning without him, and they're pulling out games, especially against a ranked opponent like Kansas State. When will he be back? When will when you be back? Let's take a look. Let's see if I can I can find out the timeline on it. Um, I think he can be back before the season starts. Injury timeline. Let's see what we got on this. So, injury update heading into the TCU game. The status of him? He's missed the last two games with an AC joint sprain on his right throwing shoulder. In their week eight win against Houston. Mm. Hopefully we get Quinn, Quinn back, but in the meantime, we'll continue to pour into uh, things that Malik continues to do well. I don't know. I, this might be one of those things they don't really let us know. Uh, apparently he's through in practice on Thursday, and there's optimism that he could return next weekend in TCU. So he could be back as soon as this weekend. Okay. Yeah, so he'll be back before season's end, and like we said, we've already listed out their last three games. You know, yeah, they might could even live without him for another week or two, and then get him back in, get him, get him warmed up and ready to go for the Big Twelve national or Big Twelve championship game. Or national championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I, I I do think if Texas can handle enough business until he gets back for at least get him back for the last game of the season, to you know just let him uh you know play a little bit you know, and then get them back for the Big 12 championship. But right now, I see everybody being able to handle business, you know, as long as Oregon makes sure they handle their business. I And Washington, I think we're going to have a lot of last game of the year, um, big championship games, obviously, but potentially between Georgia and Alabama, Oregon and Washington, um, uh, uh, Texas and uh, Oklahoma State. You know, it's going to be a lot of good championship Weekends that's going to have a lot of effects on the playoff edition and rivalry week. So um, I'm I'm ready, man. I'm ready. I'm I'm ready to get down to the nitty gritty. 
Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. Well, any last things here you want to highlight before we end the show today? Uh, not today. Not today. All right. All right. Well, guys, thank you out there for uh, if you tuned into the live stream. Thank you for watching. Um, if you're watching this late, we appreciate you watching it late as well. Um, if you're out there listening to um, our podcast version of this, um, you know, you know, we're out there on um, Apple, Spotify, any podcast uh, platform out there. Really, if you want to help us out, just go ahead and uh, click in the link tree uh, or click in the. Click in the description, go to the Linktree link, and uh, you can support us many different ways. Uh, give us a follow on um, all the social media platforms um, if you're out there. And uh, like always, hey, we, we, uh, we really appreciate you guys listening in. And as always, we'll see you again next time. Boom, boom.